can you put your um, can you, can you get your headphones on? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Driving Mall post game reaction to Australia versus South Africa. I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, and thank you very much for joining me. The game finished 23 all. It does seem to be the season of uh, of draws at the international side, and I am joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing, sir? I'm uh, good, Paul. How are you, mate? Not bad at all. And before we get into digging deep into that game, let's just want to quickly catch up with you as to how you saw the All Blacks versus Pumas, because I've seen some of your tweets and uh, they've not been uh, totally uh, <laughs> complimentary of the All Blacks. No, nah, look, um, I, I thought the uh, you know the All Blacks today. I mean, they were um, they did enough to win, but. Uh, and uh, you know they're very much a side that probably had next week on their mind with uh, with South Africa. Um, you know I, I think pretty much they win against South Africa next week, and that's the rugby championship. So you know there's a, a probably an impression for me that they took Argentina lightly, and um, you know Argentina are a good side on their day. So um, you know the best team won today, but. Um, you know, I wasn't particularly impressed by the All Blacks' performance and, you know, I expect to see quite a few changes next week. It was disjointed and uh, then we had, um, and obviously the, the Pumas sort of ran out of steam and we got that, la that last quarter. Um, so, but it will be interesting to see next week, you're right. I, I, th I think you'll try and uh, get the settled combinations rather than lots of changes. Uh, I, think, I think the problem has been that the, uh, it has to do too many changes this week uh, and players just hadn't played with each other too much. But we'll have to wait and see. But we had a cracker over in Perth um, in with a sea of blue, or a lot of, a lot of fans in blue. Um, as the commentator said, mourning the death of the, uh, of the of the Western Force. But we won't go into that tonight. Um, it kicked off, it was a bit, of a, a, a bit of a kicking battle early on, wasn't it? Both sides trying to kick quite a bit for, for territory and stuff. Well, that was right. I mean, I think um, both sides tend to cancel each other out at the breakdown. And... Um... You know, for the most part, I think the kicking was of necessity. I mean, they were both sides were struggling to really put together phase ball, and um, you know, it was almost well. You know, let's kick and hope, really. Um, you know, as you know, sort of mentioned to you in the before we sort of went on air, the you know, the Australians in particular, they base their game on on the getting quick ruck ball, and you know, the South Africans were very much able to. Uh, you know, slow that down at the breakdown and, you know, really reduce their options. Um, likewise with the Springboks, I mean, they were good in parts, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of um, a lot of kick and hope from both sides, really, I thought. Um, yeah. Um, I think we saw definitely a change in, in, in attitude from the Springboks second half. In the first half, I had a quick look at the stats and only two of their players had made more than 10 metres running with the ball. So the mm. Springboks definitely were having a kind of kicking style game um, early on but as you say they did their homework well um, especially mm -hmm. the um, the back three of um, Khaleesi, Creel, uh, Cassian um, had a really good game disrupting that um, that wallaby uh, ruck, ruck, ruck ball and um, and so the Genia was, was kind of on the back foot or always had cool we're getting some bad um, feedback here sorry about this folks who are listening um, the, but they seem to have, uh, yeah, they seem to, they did the homework and really did disrupt that ball for Genia. Um, I thought also Foley went a bit missing in this game. Uh, it felt to me that yeah, Greer was running more uh, than, than, than Foley. Uh, I, I, 
not sure where he got. I think I saw him out on the wing more than I saw him at um, at first receiver. No, I agree. And I think, you know, as you say, um, you know, Kurt Beal had an outstanding game from my point of view. I mean, he was, you know, involved um, constantly, um, you know, both with an organisation and, and on attack. And he was, you know, as dangerous as Kurt Beal can be. But um, you're right, Bernard Foley, I'm not uh, sure that it was one of his better games. I think it was, uh, yeah, similar to, I guess, his all-black counterpart, Bowden Barrett, who possibly didn't have his best of nights tonight either. Um, yeah, no, that was not a good good game from Foley at all. I was going to um, a couple of stats for you and and see where you think this this game was. I, the um, we we heard Chicker at halftime apparently say how that he was happy that the um, Wallabies defence was holding up, and yet they improved to have fifty to make fifty out of seventy one. I um, I seventy percent of their tackles. They were down below sixty percent at one point during the first half. I, uh, whilst maybe scrambling and stuff, that's really not the kind of uh, that's not a well, that's not a winning formula. Missing that many tackles, is it? No, it certainly isn't. And um, you know, I mean, I certainly know from my um, you know rather, I suppose, uh, average days of playing rugby that you know if you miss forty percent of your tackles, then uh, you know you're not going to win nine times out of ten. And um, yeah, sure, scrambling and all that, but. Um, you know, the Wallabies lost a lot, missed a lot of tackles in their two games against the All Blacks as well, which, um, you know, they're punished for. Yeah, in, okay, today they didn't lose, they didn't win, but, um, yeah, you can't consistently win games of rugby when you're missing that many tackles. Um, you know, that said, um, the Springboks weren't, I suppose, good enough to take advantage of that, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, you'd be concerned by those sort of stats. The no, it's, there's I'd be concerned about those stats, but I mean, to, to the flip side of those, especially in that first half, they controlled the territory and the possession with 60% in both, and overall with 57% possession, 56% territory. They had they were playing in the right place and they had the ball as well. Um, a lot yeah. of people agreeing with you in the live chat saying that yes, there was a lot of kick and hope. And I think not only do we see the um Springboks kicking um, from 10, but we also saw them spread the ball wide. And then have uh, the fullback um, join the line and kick there. And so they were altering their where they were kicking from, trying to find uh, mm. gaps at the back. But Beal was playing as a second fullback, which we know he can do. Um, and yeah. so the the Wallabies again did their homework uh, and had that sort of tactic pretty much negated because of that. Well, the, that's um, right. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I saw where Kitney Beal was playing for a lot of that game and. I thought for, you know, a second five-eighths or an inside centre or whatever that um, at times that positioning was possibly a little bit uh, unconventional, but, uh, it, it, you know, I, it paid off for the Wallabies tonight. Um, you know, you wouldn't want him playing like that every week, but, uh, you know, based on the Springbok tactics, I think what he did, um, you know, was excellent tonight. Yeah, and that's... A that's one of the things we've I've talked we've talked about uh, on on the show previously about Australia is when you got is that Foley Beal is not a, a strong defensive unit. So if you're going to try and hide no. two players um, either out on the wing or in the backs, you've got a problem there. If you're bringing Hodge in um, or Falau up, um, and something oh, we saw indeed. something we saw that uh, the All Blacks do is put um, Bowden Barrett out on the wing um, a couple of weeks ago defensively as well. So he he was perhaps has also been question marks there on on, on that or whether they're using his pace. Is I guess is the, the flip side. Um, the obviously we, it was um, 
the, the, the Australia started the second half well, um, managed to get ten mm. points uh, and get get into that lead. Uh, and and rolling malls seem to be the the the, the, the set piece seems to take much more precedence in the second half um, than the first half. Yeah, that, um, and to be honest, I thought you know when Australia were twenty ten up, I, I thought at that point they'd uh, gathered a bit of momentum and um, you know possibly they'd run away from it from there. Obviously, it didn't work out that way, but um, and I'm not sure why that was, but um, you know that I guess uh, you could say that um, you know they did use some varying tactics. I think the rolling ball was um, you know particularly effective, as you saw with the. Uh, you know the try that they scored there, but um, you know at the end of the day they, uh, you know probably from minutes 55 onwards Australia sort of went to sleep a little bit, and um, you know a game that they could have grabbed by the scruff of the neck they weren't able to. Yeah, one of the things that Czech was complaining about uh, in the juniors nationals was the lack of fitness that um, the players had come in out of Super Rugby, and maybe we saw a bit of that here as well today. Uh, the 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 set piece suddenly seemed to fall apart in that second half um, when the players got tired. Uh, the um, they lost four of their own lineouts, which at this level is is criminal. And whilst the stats say they won seven out of eight scrums, um, it didn't feel that the that they had that much parity uh, in at the scrum either. No, it didn't. And um, I mean that, that Australian scrum is is okay, but um, you know any time that you've got Scott Sear at loose head and you know, copy Kepu at tight head, then, you know, you're probably going to get parity at best. Um, if not, you know, against top side, you're probably going to be, you know, losing the scrum battle. And, you know, I mean, look, you know, the Australians have struggled for a decent scrum for probably at least the last 15 years. So, you know, there's nothing, nothing new there. But, um, you know, you'd expect, um, you know, nine times out of ten, the Springboks to probably have the better of the scrum battle. That said, I mean, um, if you look at the, uh, um, you know, the props that the Springboks started with tonight, Lost Hazen and into Awera, I mean, they're, again, they're not, to me anyway, at the top level of international props. So, um, yeah, again, well, you probably... And the beast is more mobile prop than, than, than perhaps sometimes a, uh, a scrummaging prop. Um, but also... We had uh, the, um, uh, the 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 reserve uh, hooker for the Wallabies um, has played three or less Super Rugby games. I can't remember exactly mm -hmm. how many he's played, uh, and to have that inexperience coming into an international game, um, I know people are uh, aren't um, a lot of people aren't Stephen Moore's fan, uh, but he definitely has a lot more experience than that. Not I mean, three Super Rugby games and then coming in Super mm -hmm. into a international. That's very callow, and we saw that pretty much in one of his early lineouts, which wasn't straight, uh, and that and that definitely um, hurt um, hurt them, uh, particularly there as well. Oh, um, I agree. Yeah, we've talked about Beale as being a particular standout. Any other standout sort of Wallaby players that you you liked this evening? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know most of the, the Wallabies backs. I mean, you've got the likes of um, you know Falau was shut down quite well tonight. I thought he didn't really have much of an opportunity to. To shine, um, you know, Guinea was was good, but again, um, you know, there was a limit to what he could sort of do behind that that pack. So, you know, for me, Bill was probably the standout, and um, yeah, there's some hard-working forwards in there. I thought, you know, Sean McMahon was reasonably good, but um, you know, Michael Hooper, I thought, you know, does did what Michael Hooper normally does, but uh, yeah, for me, Bill was probably the best. Yeah, I also liked. Um, I thought Reese Hodge also got some uh, good running lines in. 
um, made some good breaks and he was the second most mm. uh, most yards running with 84 meters um, and he had two clean breaks perhaps those are the two that flashed that caught my eye um, so I thought he also had a pretty good game out on the wing again another guy who's taken a bit of flack as being a fairly kind of mm. defensive winger um, but I thought tonight he he did a, did, a, did a pretty good job on on that front mm. um, yeah. and for, from the Springbok side of you who, who, who stood out for you there yeah, I mean, again, um, hard to really stand out, you know, for any of the players to really stand out. I'm, you know, I've always been a bit of a, a Malcolm Marks fan in terms, of, in terms of what he does around the track, you know, as, as a hooker. I mean, he's, uh, you know, the accuracy of what he did, I mean, he was off at times tonight, but, um, you know, I really like, um, you know, the force that he is at, at breakdown. Um, in terms of the bats, I mean, I think for the most part they, uh, you know, Cancel each other out, but uh, I thought the two Creels, um, you know, Jesse Creel and also Yaku Creel were pretty good as well. So um, those are probably the three that I'd um, you know point to for that game. Yeah, um, Creel um, was uh, Yaku Creel was getting over the ball quite a lot. Uh, it was definitely part of that disrupting of the breakdown that we've been talking about. Um, uh, Khaleesi as well, I thought had a, uh, had um, some barnstorming runs and put in some key tackles and that turned over the ball. So he made his presence felt and is someone that is definitely um, shone in international rugby this season. And I think we'll see a lot more, a lot more of, and it, those are the only two dangerous players when we come to uh, next weekend uh, against um, the All Blacks. Uh, and I guess for me, someone who I haven't rated before, but I thought had a, a sort of uh, kind of came in and out of the game, but it was, it was Jan Serfentain who um, I say previously, I wasn't sure why he was in ahead of um, Van Rensburg, uh, but tonight mm-hmm. I say he had a he had a good game where he came for me. He came in and out of the game um, a bit there. Mm. Yeah, I mean he, he was fine. Um, I mean looking ahead to, to next week, as you say, I mean I think it's um, you know Springboks will will do what they normally do, which is to you know in New Zealand, which is to you know provide the All Blacks with a real challenge. But um, you know based on you know what we saw tonight. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if they beat, you know, the All Blacks next week. But, um, you know, you never know. I mean, they haven't won in New Zealand since 2009, I believe it was. So, and, um, you know, but then again, who knows? I mean, I think the Springboks are a much better team than last year. Oh, yeah, they clearly have stepped up from last year. I mean, they didn't win a single game on the November tour. They lost to Italy. Um, they drew with um, the yeah. Barbarians. So, um, yeah, they're definitely up on that. But then again, how much lower could they go? Uh, the what a good point by Anton May with Moody is um, out in all likelihood. Um, I think at scrum time we're, they're definitely going to be scratching the depths of the All Black uh, sort of prop um, resources. Mm. Uh, with um, Frank's also out uh, and Charlie uh, Philomena has gone over to Europe. So uh, that's three um, sort of first choice props um, for the All Blacks um, out. So I think that's going to be. A, an area to keep an eye on uh, next weekend. Yeah, I mean, you have to agree with that. Although, um, you know, White Prophet will come and start, and, you know, he's certainly, uh, although he's a, he's a player in, you know, that I had my doubts about, you know, some years in the past, but, you know, he's now a proven performer, and, um, you know, he'll step in to start all right. Um, I guess on the bench, you'd probably go with Kane Haynes. Um, you know, he hasn't, he's only played two tests, both off the bench, so. Um, you know, I suppose an unproven quality, but uh, you know, on the tight head, Nepo Laulala has uh, has really stepped up. Um, you know, and you know, he's a to me, he's a proven 
test starter now after, well, you know, two tests. So, I mean, I, I think, sure, you'd rather not lose a player like Joe Moody or Alan Franks, but um, I think, you know, give us another one or two injuries and then I'll be worried. But, um, you know, for now, I think, uh, you know, I, I still think we'll be okay. Do you expect any uh, changes from the Springboks for, for next weekend's game? Yeah, good good question. Um, possibly not. I mean, there may be one or two, but, um, you know, it depends on what sort of game they want to play. But I don't imagine there'd be too many changes from from what they presented this week. Um, maybe in the back row they might look, um, you know, Kasim, for example. I'm not convinced that he'd be a, you know, a starting number eight. But, um, you know, they may bring someone else in, but... But who knows um, whether or not they have a change at halfback again? Um, you know whether or not Conny is the right man. I'm not convinced about that. But um, you know, again, Yanchi's. You know, um, do you want him playing New Zealand versus Pollard? I mean, I'd probably look at a guy like Pollard. Um, you know, to play against New Zealand rather than Yanchi's. Um, but you know, we'll see what uh, I guess they decide. Well, I mean, Pollard was on the bench tonight, but he didn't come off the bench. So um, having not had any rugby, um, I think it'd be tough to, to start him um, straight off the bat. Uh, I mean, Creel is definitely the, um, not Creel, what I'm talking about, sorry, um, Cronier uh, is definitely uh, the the player that um, the coaches, the staff and coaches see as being the man. I mean, he's been, I think he's started probably uh, all of the uh, internationals, um, well, definitely all this rugby championship games this year. So I think, yeah, I think I, I can't see them changing that. So I think, yeah, I think we'll see pretty much uh, a same side from them. Um, on the All Black side of things, do you, uh, any, any changes there? Well, there'll be quite a few from tonight. I mean, tonight's lineup had very much the nature of a, you know, look, let's um, think about next week against the box. So there were a lot of um, you know, guys that were rested. Sam Whitelock was one. Sam Kane didn't start. You had... Um, yeah, I mean, Sonny Bill, I'm not a Sonny Bill fan. I, th- I wonder if they might go with Crony, Crossy and Leonard Brown next week. Um, I think at fullback too, I, I don't think at that level you can have a short 15. Um, you know, Damien McKenzie's a, you know, you know, very good player, but, you know, metre 70 something, you know, just, you know, you're a magnet for the high ball at that level of the game. And I think, you know, whether they put Dag there or whether they put Bowden Barrett there, I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, I don't think they can play him next week. Um, and certainly you are Neil coming on the left wing. Yeah, I'd say it's... Um, sorry, certainly who on the left wing? Uh, you are I think you are back. Yeah, it's, I think you're right. I think yeah, Whitelock um, and Kane back in. Uh, I'm not sure where the state of Aaron Smith is uh, and his off-field um, demeanours, whether that was anything to do with this week or whether he was just being rested, but he could also come back in. Uh, Leonsov Wanger might be brought in at yeah. 10, um, to uh, f- for his kicking, and I think you're right with Crotty definitely would be coming back in. And then um, I think yeah, I think it's time to give McKenzie a bit of a break after three games uh, on the trot tonight. He definitely was caught out under the high ball, wasn't claiming them in the way you expect an All Black uh, 15 to do so. So yeah, I think all those uh, changes are probably going to be. Oh, we could see those sort of changes coming in um, there. I think we're probably... Uh, any, any final points you want to make? Because I think we've probably, probably got through most of the stuff um, for this evening. No, I mean, I, I think tonight, I you know, I really genuinely thought that, you know, it was going to be a, an even game between the Wallabies and the Springboks. I didn't didn't have the 
the guts really to pick a winner on it and um, at the end of the day I didn't really need to did I so uh, it was um, and I, I think drawing game you know from an all black perspective I guess is, is a good thing as well that um, you almost think yeah, if they can beat the Springboks next week, then you know there goes the rugby championship. Really, um, you know the Springboks are still, I suppose, got a mathematical chance, but um, you know it, it's hard to see the All Blacks losing in um, in Argentina. So unless the Springboks beat the All Blacks twice, then you know there, there goes the rugby championship. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's, that's very true. The um it's the the, the old uh, the kiss, kissing your, uh, your your daughter your your sister um, kind of result uh, as, as, mm. as the as, as the famous saying goes, but um, now I, mean, I I had it Wallabies by three, so I had it as a close game as well. Um, I've never predicted a draw, but yes, I think it is going to be a um, it, yeah, it was always going to be a close game, and that's what we what, what we saw in the end, uh, and uh, it's set us up nicely for 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 next weekend. So. Um, why do you let people know how they can get hold of you and uh, all, the, all the quizzes that you organise? Yeah, um, look, um, on Twitter, New Zealand Rugby Quizzes is the uh, is the handle that I use. I, I tend to um, do a lot more probably updating of old quizzes than new ones these days. But um, you know, I do a lot of rugby quizzes. Um, they all tend to be quite original ideas, um, and I'm welcome to ideas. So if you've got ideas around what I can do, um, let us know, and um, you know, we'll do our best to make it on very much around the stats so um, you know any sort of rugby quiz that I can make where I get hold of the stats I'm, I'm going to do it so you know have a look have a uh, you know have a check out of what I do and um, you know there's some pretty interesting stuff there um, and yeah let us know if there's anything that you're interested in that you want me to, to have a crack at as well because uh, you know I'm all about the numbers and uh, you know all about the ideas so you know give us a yell. So there you go. Uh, New Zealand Rugby Quizzes on Twitter. Give, let, let him know um, what quizzes you want to see. And he has got a whole um, good, massive back catalogue of different quizzes for you to try out, um, not just around uh, New Zealand, but also around uh, Six Nations teams and uh, other and Japan, Japan as well. So lots of um, world rugby quizzes mm -hmm. in there. Um, I've been Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall. Thank you so much for joining us. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Acast, SoundCloud, and all of those sort of things. Do leave us a five-star review on iTunes. They are much appreciated and apparently help us grow and reach more people and all of that kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, if you want to watch the uh, what happens behind the scenes on any of these things, then check out the Driving Mall YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. I've been Paul. Um, and Josh has been Josh has been my great uh, guest on the this evening. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'll catch you all on Tuesday night at eight pm.